0: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet a hundred dollars at WinBet and get a hundred dollar free bet. Head over to SportsGamblingPodcast slash WinBet. That's SportsGamblingPodcast dot com slash W Y N N B E T to claim your free bet today. The NFL kicks off this week and get ready for the season with all 32 team previews from the Sports Gambling Podcast. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash NFL previews. And the free roll football contest is Back and better than ever $5,000 up for grabs in the NFL $1,500 up for grabs in Our brand new college football contest Sign up exclusively In our Discord SportsGamblingPodcast.com Discord I'm just about that action boss Yay, sir. NFL, 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 NFL. We are here. We are here. Opening day is almost upon us. We have the Thursday night football breakdown for the Buffalo Bills traveling to the Los Angeles Rams. The defending champion, Los Angeles Rams. You guys know the voice, you know me, it's your guy, Really Real Villanreal, Terrell Furman Jr. And I have my co-host, where we'll be here every Wednesday giving you the plays for Thursday Night Football. Scott Studio Rice Show. Scott, what's going on? We are starting the first Thursday uh, for every, basically every Thursday until the end of the year. Are
1: you excited? I think you have to be, right? I mean, we finally got ourselves some NFL action. It's going to pair quite nicely for weekend college football action. So that should be a pretty solid, uh, say, time in general for football fans. But you also have a really good game on Thursday night, which is something that we're not exactly accustomed to. And usually we kind of mock the Thursday night uh, schedule and how you have a couple of really bad teams that seem to always be playing against each other. On Thursday hey, night, one year it was the Dolphins and the Jags.
0: Yeah, and everybody, it was like the mullet versus the beard when Ryan Fitzpatrick and Gardner Minshew went together. That I was a Thursday the, night game.
1: I remember the money came in on Jacksonville, and I loved Miami. And Miami kicked the crap out of them the entire yeah, game. Yeah, beat the I remember. Shit out of them
0: the whole game. But
1: I remember like in Miami because they were wearing. I remember they were wearing those orange jerseys, and I'm like, they should wear those all the time. But I remember <laughs> Fitzpatrick played pretty well in that. Either way, point is you have a lot of really bad matchups. Most Thursday nights, this is not one of them. Week one is never one of them because you usually have the defending champions uh, getting the ring ceremony in this spot here. So should be a lot of fun. You have the Super Bowl favorites for this year in the Buffalo Bills taking on the Rams, who are one of the other favorites to win the to win the Super Bowl. Should be a fun time, and we're going to cover a lot of it in pretty much every aspect.
0: Yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to break this down. I can't wait to watch this game. The NFL, it's just something so great about it. Before we get into all the breakdown and everything we're going to talk about over the course of this episode, got to talk to you about Winbet because now is the perfect time for new customers who bet $100 to get a $100 free bet. Perfect for the NFL season. Plus, the Winbet Casino is always open 24-7. And you can get 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Win also has the first QB to throw five touchdown passes. Who do you think it's going to be? So much us choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Office of a sudden, Change Terms, Conditions at winbet.com. Let's be 21 older and present in the state. where played. play through winbet Bet. is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. The free roll football contest is back. College football has $1,500 prize. NFL, $5,000 prize and a two-night stay at Wynn Las Vegas. Sign up exclusively in our Discord, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. We're also brought to you by the Sports Bureau. You might know them from watching your favorite sports show and you get that stat that crazy stat and you're like who is out here figuring this out putting this counting all of these numbers it's the elias sports bureau and now they have an app their game plan app where is the ultimate sports betting and fantasy companion for the nfl nba mlb it has everything you need for a competitive advantage Head-to-head team comparisons, they have player news, they have league validated stats, they have expert game analysis for betting and fantasy lineups every week. Show off your superior knowledge, and you can get it in the app store or Google Play Store. Just search Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store, Google Play Store, and use promo code SGPN because guess what? That promo code is going to get you a 14-day free trial on your monthly subscription plan but only when you use promo code sgpn Elias game plan app make sure you go get it all right Scott this is the first the first game preview i'm I'm excited I am very very excited let's go through here and try to concisely touch everything because I'm telling you we have so many prop bets for this game you're about to be super excited all right First off, Buffalo Bills traveling to play Los Angeles Rams. The Bills are laying two and a half on the road. 52 and a half is the total. Let's slide over and look here for an injury report. Let me see. For these two teams, and it should be easier than, you know, because we, we're, we're basically in the time period where they've been giving out regular injury reports. So you should be able to go through and look through and have a sensible idea of who's playing, who's not playing in this game. All right. For the Buffalo Bills, we have Quentin Morris, who is questionable, tight end, questionable, didn't practice on Sunday. Tradavius White is on the pup list. He is going to miss the first four games. That's really, really big. So – Tredavious White is out for the first four games, stud cornerback there. Marquez Stevenson, wide receiver, is on injured reserve. He's out for the rest of the year. Going over to the Los Angeles Rams, Van Jefferson, questionable. He wasn't spotted on practice, practicing Tuesday, and so he's questionable with this game with a knee injury. He may or may not go. That's basically the big news there for the Rams that they may be without Van Jefferson in this game. All right. You're getting two and a half with the defending champions as a home dog. Is there anything more to this than rather the old NFL saying of take two and a half, later three and a half? is is that do we just follow the
1: saying there? I'm going with the Bills. Okay. In this one, I think that even though the Rams of course won the Super Bowl and had an all-in push, I do think they are going to be a lot worse this season than last year. Now, I'm not sure what the story is with Stafford's elbow. It appears to have been cleared up by now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if he's 100% or if they just know he's going to play so why bother? even pretending that there's anything there. But I do like the fact that Buffalo basically acquired the Rams' second-best pass rusher behind Aaron Donalds, who's good at everything. But they got Mm -hmm. Von Miller. I think it's a very big deal. And we saw the Rams' offensive line look pretty sharp for most of the season, but occasionally had some issues. And Von Miller should definitely help with that Bills' pass rush. Now, you mentioned the injury to White, which is a big deal in the secondary, because Cooper Cup's Cooper Cup. They also have Allen Robinson to replace Odell, and you mentioned Van Jefferson might not play, so we'll see what happens there. But I just look at this Buffalo team, and they're my preseason pick to win the Super Bowl. I think they're the best team in the league, and I don't think it's very close. I just think that they really excel in basically every area. And yes, Mm -hmm. the white injury is going to be a really, really important injury to monitor because he basically needs them to be healthy. They, uh, they need them to stay healthy for the rest of the season if they end up wanting to actually make a deep, deep playoff run, potentially past Mahomes for once, and make it to a Super Bowl. But I just really like this Bills team from top to bottom. I don't think they have many flaws, if any flaws. I think that they're just a really, really solid overall team. And the Rams, of course, you had the Super Bowl salary situation where a lot of players wanted to get paid after they just won a Super Bowl. And Odell, of course, got injured during the Super Bowl. That's why he's not on a team right now. Von Miller went elsewhere because he was going to get paid a lot of money, and Buffalo decided to pay him. I just think that even though the Rams just won the Super Bowl, I think the Bills are the much better team. And I'm going to judge that accordingly. So I do think that Stafford, despite being a Super Bowl-winning quarterback, is worse than Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is a top-three top four quarterback in the league. I think Stafford's closer to top seven, top eight. But it should be a very good game. Should come down to the wire. But I'm going to take Buffalo. I think they'll do enough offensively down the stretch to run out the clock in some final drive. And I think they'll win by about four. So give me Buffalo in a close game. But I do think there's a reason why, despite winning the Super Bowl, the Rams are still underdogs in this home game. I think the Rams might be a trap play. I'm going with Buffalo. Okay.
0: I'm I'm on the other side than you. I don't think that there's I don't think it's that big of a discrepancy between these two teams, honestly. And even though that defense is missing Von Miller, I will challenge you saying that he's the second best player because there's still a guy named Leonard Floyd that is on that defensive line. And he had nine and a half sacks last year. That guy's pretty nasty playing with... He's good, but Von Miller
1: almost won Super Bowl MVP. That's kind of why I threw that out there again. Yeah, no, no. He had a really, really great Super Bowl.
0: But in terms of consistency over the season, I I like my chances with Leonard Floyd. And I know that linebacking core without Von Miller is still really good with Ernest Jones, South Carolina guy back there. Shout out to the Noobs and so now I sit here and I'm like wait why are we thinking about this too much I'm getting two and a half points with the Los Angeles Rams at home and I think that they're every bit as good every bit as good with Buffalo why am I not taking the points here I understand that Josh Allen is far and away the better quarterback right now but however I do admit that Josh Allen has his flaws and one of his flaws is Zone defense. He struggles with zone defense. He has one of the lower QBR rates against zone defense. And that's all the Rams play. <laughs> that's all the Rams play. They're second in the league in you know, zone percentage, percentage of plays playing zone defense in the league. And so, yeah, I I question that with Josh Allen and how much of a fact factor that's going to play, especially if they start throwing different looks at them. And then that's kind of why I'm, where, you know, if you caught the total show before this, I said I was on under in this game. And that goes into it as well. I think that Josh Allen is going to struggle a little bit. Everybody thinks that it's going to be all peaches and daisies for him in this game. But I think this Los Angeles Rams defense is like, hey, hold on. I know these y'all think these guys are good, but we good too. And so, yeah, I I like the Rams' chances to keep this close I think that they are a live dog to come out and win it outright at home. And I'll take my chances. Give me the plus two and a half. I'm just, you know, it it feels like a trap line, but two and a half, I think people are still betting the bills. And they are as I look and see 77% of the money is on Buffalo. I'll fade that, and I'll fade the Bills in this spot. I think that the Rams keep it super duper close, if not win outright. But I, I'm picking on the win outright. Give me the plus two and a half. Give me the money line. I like that.
1: I still picked less than a seven point game. I think it's going to be close. I just think Buffalo is going to do enough at the end to put the game on ice.
0: Yeah, and then I'm on the under for this one. I I talked about this in our total show. I'll talk about it here again. Last 19 games, 14, four and one are the Rams at home to the under 14, four and one. That is insane. <laughs> and
1: those are, those are home games.
0: Yeah. Home games, yeah. like home games in SoFi. Now that's regular season and playoffs. So that counts Super Bowl counts all their playoff games, everything, but that's regular season and SoFi last 19 14, four, one. So, They just The total goes under, and they've been given high totals because they're such a high-powered offense. They just don't come up and score all those points at home. They don't need to. They have a good defense, very, very good defense on the Bills' side of the ball. I think that's going to be one of the top defenses as well. I think there's going to be some struggles. I really do think it's going to be some struggles on both teams.
1: I think it's correlated for me. I'm picking Buffalo, so I guess I'm naturally expecting Buffalo to score roughly 28, 30 points in this game. So I'm going to go with the over. We disagree on this game, but I don't think any of us feel that strongly about this game. We just expect it to be very competitive, Mm -hmm. but I am going to go with the over because I do think Buffalo's offense just has so many weapons, and I think that they'll find a way to get past the Rams. We know that you you mentioned the zone defense angle, which is fair. I'll also mention that Jalen Ramsey tends to only play one side of the field, so I'm assuming that they're going to pick on the other corner and they'll put digs wherever they want to all across the formation to make mm-hmm. sure he has a lot of opportunities to succeed. I just think that they are so talented at every single offensive position. And I do think both teams have the ability with, especially with White being out, to really exploit the opposition uh, the opposition in terms of big plays with the secondary issues. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go with the over, but it's mostly correlated for me. You like the Rams and the under, so I guess it's correlated for you too. I'm just going in the other way. Yeah.
0: All right. Let's move on to the next thing. We've got to talk about first touchdown prop bets. And I'm going to take a little bit. I'm going to take a little bit of Kramer's Kramer's little mojo of spreading this unit out across four bets, just kind of getting coverage. And if you hit one, you're going to you're going to hit nicely. And so first touchdown, I'm kicking it off with give me. Quarter unit on Allen Robinson and a quarter unit on Gabe Davis, both of the second wide receivers in both of these offenses. Pretty easy. Tre'Davious White out on the other side of ball. Troy Hill's the second wide receiver on another side of ball as well. I think that Gabe Davis, we saw him a four touchdown performance in the playoffs, and Allen Robinson. I, they they have a chip on his shoulder. Like I really think both guys have a chip on their shoulder. Allen Robinson is tr- saying that hey, I'm I'm a dog. Like, I'm like that. And I haven't had good quarterback play ever. And now I'm about to get good quarterback play. And I'm going to show you all that after coming back from this injury, I'm still going to look like Allen Robinson in this defense and in this offense. And it's not going to slow down. And Gabe Davis is like, all right, yo, it's my time. Like, this is my time. I'm finally the second guy. I'm right behind Stephon Diggs. I'm getting all the snaps. I'm getting everything. There's no Emmanuel Sanders. There's no Cole Beasley. There's no Jameson Crowder. There's nobody in front of me. Is just Stefan Diggs and me. And this is opportunity. So I like I like both of them chances of getting in the end zone, especially first. Uh for my third pick, I'm going with Dawson Knox, tight end 15 to one. And Josh Allen just really likes likes targeting him. He likes targeting him in the red zone. I like Dawson Knox for my tight end. And for my last play. I'm going to keep it very, very chalk. Give me Cam Akers, plus 850. They get in close, punch it in with him.
1: Okay, so we overlap a little bit. I do have a couple of other ones to add. You mentioned Dawson Knox. I had him on my list at 15-1. to I feel like I have to. Josh Allen tends to look his way in the red zone. Uh, We know Stefan Diggs, despite being a very good receiver, doesn't get as many red zone targets as you probably think he should be getting. Mm -hmm. So I'm not interested in him at 950. So Gabriel Davis at 10 to 1. He might be able to find a better line elsewhere, but I'm kind of on the fence on if that's a worthy price or not. I think he should get the ball a lot. I'm not sure if he will, so I'm going to wait and see how that works out. What number did you have on Gabe Davis? Gabe Davis, 10 to 1. Okay, so you, you also at 10 to 1. The running back situation for the Rams I find fascinating mm-hmm. because Akers and Henderson have kind of been battling separate injuries throughout the past couple weeks. It seems like Henderson's over it. I'm assuming Akers is over his as well. Mm -hmm. But I am wondering, since he barely played last year, if McVay might ease him back into it or at least create some type of full-on committee. So I was kind of intrigued by Henderson a little bit at 16-1. to But I do think if I was going based on my favorite plays for value, first things first, Dawson Knox, I think, is a great price at 15-1. to So I'm going to go with him. I thought about Isaiah McKenzie because he is the starting slot receiver for this team. And we know the Bills love to use a bunch of sets with a lot of wide receivers. But I do want to at least mention a potential long shot in this one. Bill's defense. And if you shop around, I saw 31 to 1. I'm not sure if there is a better price. I'm assuming there is, but let me just see if I could find it really quickly. The main point is that Stafford still had to deal with an elbow issue. And if you look at his overall interception numbers, I'm sure we'll get into that later for player for player props. Stafford is still known for being a bit of a gunslinger, and he's not afraid to take chances, sometimes to his detriment. because Jeff taxes Matthew Stafford interception. I'm just saying. The fact that he is always a threat to make a questionable throw because he thinks he can make every throw, I do think might actually result in a decent value play there for the Bills. They're also pretty good on special teams. They could potentially block a punt, maybe even return a punt for a touchdown. But if you want to talk about first touchdown score, I'm hoping it's here. Yeah, I see roughly 35 to one. That's my super duper flyer. If you want to throw something out there, I don't mind that. But I am also a little bit intrigued by James Cook, the running back for Buffalo. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a little bit tricky because they have three running backs, including Cook, who could get touches. You have Singletary, you have Zach Moss, and you have Cook. Cook should be the third down guy. And I like the pass-catching ability. He could potentially take a screen and just take it to the crib. Zach Moss, I think, is potentially intriguing because he did initially hold on to some goal line work last season. I'm not sold at all on Singletary for the 12-1 to price, so I'm out. But I think if you want to make a case for Moss or Cook, you could do it. Who do you think gets the goal line work in game one, though? Because it seemed like Moss had it last year, then he got hurt again, and Singletary took it over by default. Do you think Moss gets the goal line work for game one?
0: I don't think so. I don't. I honestly don't even think Zach Moss is a part of this offense, to be honest.
1: <laughs> I, I think <laughs> I Cook's mean, a bigger part there. than Moss is. That's why I mentioned Cook. Yeah, I, yeah
0: no, I think... I, I've been on record and Lord, don't let Adam P- Pelletier hear this, but I've been on record saying that I think Devin Singletary is just not what they want anymore. I'm not going to say he's bad, but he's not what they want. I think anymore. he's fine. You know, think, but they, they want more explosiveness. Yeah. And they they don't. Zach Moss is not giving them that. He's a deaf piece in this backfield. I think z- that James Cook is going to be the starter by halfway through the season. Halfway through the season, he's going to outplay them where they are going to have to give him more touches. And so, yeah, I'm with you. I like James Cook in this game. I like James Cook for the rest of the season. I think that he's one of the better players on this team.
1: There's one player that I'm 100% not touching for this, and you cannot convince me that he should be anywhere below 40 to 1. It's 2-2 Atwell. He's around 21 to 1. Why is he in the 20s? (laughs) Why? Like He hasn't done anything since he came out of Louisville. Does he still weigh 140 pounds? Like, he can't stay healthy. Seems like the Rams coaching staff isn't exactly the biggest fan of him. They just got Allen Robinson. I guess the argument is if Van Jefferson doesn't play, he might get a bigger role. But I don't think there's any value at all on Atwell. So when it comes to lines or players you should 100% avoid, I'm 100% avoiding Atwell because that 21-to-1 price tag is absurd. I think that Mm -hmm. that should be closer to 40. I have no interest there. But I mentioned my long shots, so I'll I'll run through those again. If you want to go for like a Josh Allen or somebody that's cheaper, you can. My usual approach for first touchdown, I tend to try to sprinkle pretty cheaply, but I try to sprinkle a couple of long shots. So once again, I'll go with Dawson Knox at 15 to 1, which I really like. I'll go with Buffalo defense as my long shot at around 35 to 1, and I'll go with Cook at 24 to 1. For the Rams and maybe Henderson at 16 to 1. I kind of just like the price tag at 16 to 1, but that's mm-hmm. basically it. I'm going to take a couple double digit long shots. We'll spin it and hopefully we cash. All
0: right. I like that. I like that. Before we get into matter of fact, we're going to talk to you about Sleeper. And we have sleeper lineups as well. I'm telling you, we're giving you so much content for this game. And you can see this every Thursday. We're about to give you so much content for this game. And we're just going to get right into our sleeper lineups for this. And I'll kick things off. First play, Josh Allen over 35 and a half rushing yards. Look, I think Josh Allen is going to ball out in this game. I really do. I think, he, I think he's going to ball out. And... When we talk about what I said earlier in the Rams in zone and how much he doesn't like attacking zone, he prefers man. I think that's the opportunity, especially with Leonard Floyd and Aaron Donald coming off of that line that he's going to go, he's going to be taking off and running for his life. His rushing yards are very well correlated when he plays well. And so 35 and a half, I feel like this is super easy play. Give me over 35 and a half for my first
1: prop, Josh Allen. I'm curious how you want to do this, by the way. Do you just want to run through your three and then I'll run through mine? Yeah, I can do all three. That's okay. fine.
0: Next one, super easy. Death, taxes. Matthew Stafford interception. It's crazy. I didn't know that they were just going to give it to us on this sleeper lineup. Over a half an interception for Matthew Stafford. I'm going to go ahead and lock that in. And then last one is Gabe Davis over 56 and a half receptions. I'm just thinking that they're going to pick on the opposite side. If, let's say that Ramsey does stay on one side, let's say Ramsey does shadow... Um he always Bigs. has stayed on one side, so I'm just yeah. expecting him to do it again. And whether whether he, he might shadow because he shadowed before in his career too. So if he shadows digs, it doesn't matter. I like Gabe Davis in his matchup. I think Gabe Davis it has the explosiveness and he has a little bit of a chip on his shoulder to go out and say, Hey, I had that big year last year. This is really gonna be my coming out party. Give me over 56 and a half reception yards. So those are my three plays for plus well, five X. Five X is the payout on that.
1: Okay, so we have one that overlaps, and it's going to be Stafford interception, which I have to take. He had 17 last year. If you go through the playoff games, he had none against the Cardinals and none against Tampa. He had one against the Niners, and he also had two in the Super Bowl. But if you want to go through the final couple weeks of the regular season as well, he threw at least one interception in six of the last eight games, including the playoffs. And to go through the exact interception numbers, he had... One against the Seahawks, three against the Vikings, two against the Ravens, two against the Niners. Then he had 0-0, then one against the Niners, and two against the Bengals. So to do the math, that means in the last eight games of the season, including the playoffs, he had 11 interceptions. Mm -hmm. 11 interceptions in the last eight games of the season. Give me the over a half. The Bills defense, even without White, definitely can generate pressure. The secondary is still good. I think they'll be able to confuse Stafford on occasion and get him to force something that he shouldn't. And we know Stafford has a great arm, one of the best arms of all time in terms of talent. The issue is he trusts it a little bit too much. And as a result, he gets himself into trouble every now and then. So my first play is also going to be over half an interception on Stafford. I think he's going to throw at least one in this game. Now moving on to my second one, it's going to be the Rams backup running back technically. It's going to be Henderson, and I'm going to take him over 15 and a half receiving yards. If you want to look at his numbers from last season, he ended the regular season and he also appeared in the Super Bowl, and he was a constant threat in the passing game. To go through the last couple of games he played in, these are the yard totals 19, 29, 17, 27, 29, 17, 43, which means if you go through. Uh, the last seven games that he played, including the Super Bowl, he had at least 17 receiving yards in in each of the seven, and his numbers, fifteen and a half. 15 and a half. Not to mention the fact that Akers has been battling something recently during camp and during preseason. So you might see an even bigger workload for Henderson if the coaching staff doesn't exactly like the current status of Akers. Mm -hmm. I think 15 and a half is too low. He could take one screen pass for 20 yards and he'll get there. But I do think he can catch several passes The Bills are going to send pressure. He's a good safety valve for a checkdown. I like the over 15 and a half receiving yards for Henderson. And my last one is going to be fading a Bills depth receiver. It's going to be Jamison Crowder, and I'm going to take him under 18 and a half receiving yards. That number (laughs) sounds very low. However, if you look at every book, you really can't find a yardage total on Crowder because you don't know how long he's going to play because he's not a starter. McKenzie seems to be the official number uh, three or the slot receiver into this offense. They also drafted Shakir, who I really like, who I personally think is the receiver for. I just don't see any specific role for Crowder. And the fact that he's really a slot receiver only Crowder's not a guy you move around the formation. He's kind of a one trick pony. The fact that McKenzie mm-hmm. took his role means he really should not be on the field that much and 18 and a half. I know it sounds low. I'm expecting him to play roughly 50%, maybe even lower of snaps. It wouldn't surprise me. Maybe get a couple of targets. But he's mostly a drag route guy. And they already have a drag route guy in McKenzie. I'm going with the under 18 and a half because I'm not sure he's going to catch a pass in this game. I'm going with the under.
0: Yeah, no. I'm not certain what Jameson Carter's role in his offense is going like to be? I like him
1: as a player, but he's yeah. a worse version of McKenzie. I don't know when he's ever going to see the field.
0: Yeah, I have no idea what his role is going to be in this offense. I'm interested to see them trot out this offense and, hey, is he just a death piece and if somebody gets hurt, they're going to bring him in? Or, like, I don't I don't know. I mean, James, I like Jameson Crowder as a player, but I just don't know what his role is in this offense.
1: By the way, yet. it's Isaiah McKenzie. I'm not sure if I said Tristan, that's the pitcher, but it's Isaiah <laughs> McKenzie. Sorry. You're, you're in baseball mode. I've been covering baseball every day for the last X amount of months on YouTube. So I guess that was in my head. But no, Isaiah McKenzie is still very good. And I think it's pretty telling, you might agree with me, that there's a receiving yards number listed for the over-under for McKenzie, but not for Crowder. Mm -hmm. It's because the books don't know where to put him because they're not sure how much, if he's going to play at all. So I'll take the under. Absolutely. And make sure you get
0: those picks over in at sleeper. Use our code SGP, sleeper.com slash SGP. Get a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Sleeper.com slash SGP. Terms and conditions apply See Sleeper's terms of use for details. And before we go, we're going to end out with a showdown lineup and give you some best bets. But before we move on to that, we're going to do FUBU TV because FUBU TV gives you complete coverage of everything you need for football season, college, and pros. Look, super easy. NFL Red Zone, games in 4K. You're seeing people get the snot beat out in 4K. No extra charge. Hundreds of live sports channels all you have to do is go head over to FUBUTV.com slash SGP. Get seven days free and 15% off your first month. That's FUBUTV.com slash SGP. F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. We're also brought to you by us. Look, for all the sports letters out there, I want to tell you that it is the best way to increase your bankroll because you have the biggest bonuses from all the sports books. You have – Thousand dollar risk free deposits, insane odds boost, best analytics in the business, and a ton of free picks. Make sure you go check them out over at PromoGuys.us. That's PromoGuys.us. All right, Scott. We are moving along. We're giving out a lot of content. We didn't gave out first touchdowns. We didn't gave out size and totals. We didn't gave out sleeper. We got to do DFS, right? It's me and you. We have to do DFS, right? Yeah. Yeah. So showdown lineup if you all don't know go ahead and explain it real quick single game you have your captain slot you have what's that three five flex slots your captain slot gets you 1.5 times the amount of points that he normally would have got so it's the best player that you think is going to be in this game
1: usual salary cap
0: format yep all right i'll go ahead and kick us off captain slot i'm just going to put the guy and i think he still has a really good game it's Josh Allen. Josh Allen's the best quarterback on the field. Josh Allen has the rushing floor. Also, he can sneak in the end zone for a rushing touchdown as well. He's not yeah. going to just throw him like he can sneak into the end zone. I think Josh Allen really does have a re- have a pretty solid game here. It feels like a very safe pick. I'll take the one point five on extra on Josh Allen. I'm. Uh,
1: do you just want to bounce back and forth? Yeah, just you bounce wanna... back okay. and forth. I got the same MVP. I got Allen. I, I don't think I can avoid taking Allen uh, just because of the rushing upside. Uh, you know that passing touchdowns, of course, are worth less than rushing, but Allen could get you both. Mm-hmm. So I'm also going to pick Allen because I picked the Bills to win the game. So if I'm picking the Bills to win the game, I expect him to score at least three, four touchdowns, mm-hmm. and Allen will be a part of basically all of them. So I think Allen is definitely the most obvious MVP. If you want to go a little bit, I'd say... Contrarian, or if you want to go with a unique spin because you want to maybe try to build the most unique lineup ever that could take home millions of dollars alone. Who would you pick to be an MVP that might be flying under the radar that could, in perfect game script, absolutely just go off and get you in a good spot? Is it like Stefan Diggs? So you picking Allen Robinson, Gabe Davis, who are you picking?
0: Oh, I think it's Allen Robinson, man. I was gonna
1: say because Cup's too common, so that's
0: yeah, why not I think it's Allen Robinson, and that'll just go ahead and tease us over to my second player. I have Allen Robinson as my second guy because I and I really hesitated not putting him in the captain slot. Like I was very close to putting him in the captain slot because I just feel like I'm hearing everything good about Allen Robinson, but nobody's talking about it because one is Allen Robinson. And you already think in Cooper Cup, like, but you got to focus on what Matthew Stafford did last year. He made Odell Beckham Jr. fantasy relevant again last year. Robert Woods was really, really good for the time he was there last year. He's really, really good with this second wide receiver. And if we talk about Allen Robinson, who was a PPR machine and able to destroy people as the number one, now he's the number two. Absolutely. I love Allen Robinson. Allen Robinson is one of the people that I'm high on going on this season. And I just think that he's going to come out and set the tone very, very early in his first game as a Ram.
1: Yeah, I definitely understand that angle. Uh, Not to mention the fact that, you know, Cup is obviously the most talked about receiver throughout the entire offseason because he had one of the best receiver seasons of all time. Mm -hmm. You got to assume there's going to be some type of overcorrection to guarding Cup. Shadowing him constantly and creating a lot of good one-on-one opportunities with no help over the top for Allen Robinson for Van Jefferson when he plays. The point is, I think one adjustment most defense are going to make if we're going to get some or if we're going to get beaten by somebody, it's not going to be Cup, and I think that should set up a lot of opportunities for the supporting cast.
0: Yeah, very much so. All right, and who's your second guy?
1: So my second guy is going to be Gabe Davis. I thought about doing Diggs, except Buffalo really seemed to be inconsistent with regard to trying to get Diggs the ball. And it seemed like he really was either extremely involved in the offense or not that involved. And truth is, it was mostly the negative last year. Now, you're hoping it balances out because he was amazing two years ago. But he still had over 1,200 receiving yards. But to go through the games that he finished the year on, He really wasn't that big of a factor at the end of the year. And to go through those games, I'll start off on, uh, okay, let's start off with November 21st. I'm going to read off the yards. 23, 74, 51, 74, 35, 85, 52, 81, 67. He had seven yards against the Chiefs in the AFC title game. And that was the final game. Of the season. Now, touchdowns helped because he did have 10 touchdowns, but the fact that his yardage couldn't even get over 86 mm-hmm. in about the last two months of the season, including the playoffs, potentially three months of the season, I think is just extremely concerning. Now, Diggs could go nuts. He could still get you 70 yards and a touchdown. But if the thing is, if you're going to try to actually win, you need to fade some high salary guys. I'm assuming we're both fading cup because he's going to be too owned. Mm-hmm. I'm going to do the same thing with Diggs. I think Diggs is going to be another common stack option with Allen. I'm going to stay away, especially since I'm spending a bunch of salary on Allen. I'm going to try to pivot to other guys. And I think that Gabe Davis is just so talented that I have to take him. The one concern is that if they move Diggs around the formation, that means that Davis might end up being guarded by Jalen Ramsey, and you got to deal with that situation. But since it's zone, it might not matter. But Gabe Davis, we know, is a big play guy. He's also a pretty big body, so he could be a red zone threat. I'm just a huge fan of him as a player, and I think that he should have an opportunity, at least one, to get into the end zone. Give me Gabe Davis at around $11,500. i am sure the salaries vary depending on what app you're using, but I'll go with Gabe Davis as my second pick.
0: Yeah, no, I have Davis too. So just throwing that out there, I have Davis as well. And it's everything
1: you said, but. Do you want to make a case for Diggs or no?
0: No, I actually, I'm actually rostering another Bills receiver. That is not Stefan Diggs. Okay. So we'll, I'll save that for last. That's going to be fun. I'll save that for last. I, I'll let you go ahead and give your third player. Cause I already said that I'm already doing Davis as well. So just what's your third player?
1: So my third player, I'm going to stick with the Bills one more time. I was torn between going with either the tight end or the wide receiver. I'm going with the tight end. I, I gave him out his first touchdown score. It's mostly a, just a sole touchdown upside play, but I'm curious how low the actual ownerships going to be. I'm going with Dawson Knox because yeah. I think he's capable of going for at least one touchdown, maybe two. We know that he torched the Chiefs last year, for example, in the regular season, and he's capable of putting up some big stat lines since he's a really hard person to guard in the red zone. So if you want to go for yards, Knox is probably not your guy. But if I'm expecting Allen to throw three touchdowns in this game, I think Knox probably catches one. I'll take him at 10,000.
0: Yeah. All right. I For my fourth player... Going with Matthew Stafford, and this is just if things don't go my way and say I'm wrong and this is a crazy shootout, I want both quarterbacks on my roster. I want both. I want that opportunity for fantasy points, and I want that Matthew Stafford, while he is a gunslinger and he's definitely guaranteed for an interception. He's also guaranteed to get some yards out of his out of his wide receivers and out of his pass-casting options. And he's really, really good at the end of the day. Matthew Stafford's really, really good. I'm not thinking about the elbow injury at all. He's a tough-ass son of a bitch. And he's a guy that's going to go out there and put on a show, especially ring night, banner night, over there in SoFi. It's easy for me. I'm taking both quarterbacks. Just in case this is a shootout, give me Matthew Stafford.
1: Okay, so I am going to stay away from the two-quarterback lineup. Uh, definitely makes sense to do it if you think both offenses are going to go off in this game. I'm a little bit confused on you taking two quarterbacks when you also like the under in the game.
0: No, so this is like an emotional hedge. Yeah, okay. this is like an emotional, like, hey, I, if I'm wrong about this under, all right, cool. That's what and I'm saying,
1: I, because yeah. I, I like the over, so I'm expecting points, but I think the Bills are going to score most of those because they have them winning, which is mm-hmm. why I have Allen. But if you like the over in the game, you should probably take both quarterbacks because you're expecting a lot of uh, big plays and a lot of actual touchdown passes being thrown. For my fourth one, I actually ended up with a lot of salary. Uh, I'm going to start off with my cheapest player that I have in the lineup. It's going to be Henderson, and I'm going to take him for the Rams. Mm-hmm. It's mostly fading Acres, who's currently dealing with a nagging injury. And truth is, when Acres came back last year, he also wasn't very good. So I do think the coaching staff has a lot of faith in Henderson. He's also good in PPR because he catches passes. That's why I gave out his receiving yards over in the sleeper lineup. But I don't think Akers is guaranteed to get all the goal line work. I think that there's a chance that Henderson could be rotated in. They might just split it 50-50 down the middle. But in a committee, you're going to give me Henderson with a salary of 9000 who's basically going to be, worst-case scenario, the pass catching back on third down. I think it's a very good price for a guy who should be on the field a decent amount. Give me Henderson at 9,000.
0: Henderson, yep. I I have Henderson in my lineup as well, so that's my fifth player.
1: I just think it's a very solid value play at 9,000.
0: Yeah, no, I like Henderson as well. And this same thing for all of you, just kind of a little bit of a fade on Cam Akers. Again, another emotional hedge there as I took Cam Akers on the first touchdown. Henderson here in the DFS lineup, just kind of creating a bunch of coverage for myself in this game. I want to hit something. And I'm going to just go ahead and finish out my lineup. last player, Isaiah McKenzie, wide receiver of Buffalo Bills. Now, Isaiah McKenzie has not had a whole bunch of games where he's broke out. He has a game where he's went 11 for, 11 for 12, 100-plus uh, yards and multiple t- and three touchdowns against the Patriots last year. Yeah. Now, some of those wide receivers have cleared their way out. He has etched himself a spot into the starting lineup. And if you're sitting here telling me that you're giving all this attention to Diggs, you're giving attention to Gabe Davis, Isaiah McKenzie is running around there, and he may have the best matchup in this game, because I don't like the depth of Los Angeles. I like their top, their top heavy and I like their starters. And i like, but when you start getting into Dev, I'm starting to question them a little bit. And I think that's a matchup that Isaiah McKenzie can exploit. And you're looking for something different, something to make you different than everybody else that if it hits, it's going to propel you up to the front. If Isaiah McKenzie comes out here and scores a touchdown, this was worth it. If he does anything more than that, then, oh, my gosh, I'm a millionaire.
1: I'm going to go with a player that you mentioned before for my last one. Mm -hmm. I was looking at McKenzie potentially if I was in dire straits of a cheap value play wide receiver. Instead, since I have Henderson, I still had 12,000 left over. I went with Allen Robinson. Now, I might pivot. If Van Jefferson is going to play and we're still not sure what his story is or if he'll be limited if he does suit up, Mm -hmm. according to all reports, Robinson's gone along with Stafford. It seems like he's played well in camp, and I'm sure he's thrilled he has an actual quarterback throwing him the ball for once. But I do think that Robinson is the new toy, so to speak, even though he's basically replacing Odell or Robert Williams, depending on how you want to look at it. But either way, I do think Robinson should be on the field a lot. So I'm going to go with him at 12,000. The Bills are missing white, so they're going to have to move everybody up a spot, which means that Robinson's being matched up against basically the number three corner on the roster instead of the number two corner. Mm -hmm. I'll take my chances there. I think Robinson at 12,000 is a solid way to finish up my lineup. I thought about doing McKenzie once again, if I really wanted the cheap option or if I wanted to use a lineup that actually had some salary left over. But I feel like we covered basically everybody. I see Van Jefferson's salary is 7500 So mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of people aren't exactly sold on him anyway. But he did not practice on Tuesday, which I think is concerning. And I do think as a result, there's a decent chance of him not playing. If you want to go for a long shot, maybe a... You could take another receiver. I'm against Atwell, but you can make a case. Maybe you can go for one of the SGPN crew's favorite first touchdown bets in, uh, I'm trying not to completely butcher the name. You know what I'm talking about.
0: Uh, 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 what's You're talking about... Um... Skaronik? Yeah, 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 Ben Skoronic.
1: Yeah, I wanted to make sure I didn't butcher that last name, but I know that he's a commonly mentioned player for first touchdown score by some people at SGPN. The point is, if Jefferson's going to be out, somebody's going to have to step up. So I think that you're going to be targeting Robinson because he's a veteran. He should have a good matchup. And you know, worst case scenario, especially in college and Chicago, he can go up and get it. So even when he's covered, he's not always covered because he can go up and beat anybody one-on-one. Give me the solid veteran to have a nice debut in my final pick for my lineup. So just to run through mine one more time. I have Josh Allen in the captain spot. I have Gabe Davis as my first flex. I have Dawson Knox as my second. I have Darrell Henderson, Jr. as my third flex. And I have Allen Robinson as my last flex. And
0: for me, I have Josh Allen in the captain slot. I have Matthew Stafford, Allen Robinson, Daryl Henderson for the Rams. Two more slots. I have Isaiah McKenzie and Gabe Davis for the Buffalo Bills. And it
1: also varies once again what platform you're using because some have five flex spots. Some have four. Yeah. So that's kind of why we kind of gave different lineups there. Why if he did the math, Terrell named an extra player. <laughs> it's because <laughs> he was using a different platform. But I feel like it's good we covered it both ways because, you know, I don't know if you can get away with using two quarterbacks. In a four flex lineup, because you're gonna have no yeah. salary cap left over, yeah. No, all right.
0: And I only got away with it because I used Isaiah McKenzie, it was like two thousand dollars,
1: yeah. On. But that's, <laughs> the po- that's the point, though, is that based on the lineup that I'm having with four flexes, if I also used McKenzie, I'd have negative nine thousand balance. So <laughs> that's not exactly possible. That's kind of my point,
0: yeah. All right. Before we get to our best bet for the game, and we'll throw out an Anytime Touchdown. That's what we'll do for Thursdays. How does that sound? Best yeah, bet, Anytime man. Touchdown? Yeah, that Sounds fun. All right. We got to get paid one more time. We're going to talk to you about Run Your Pool, the home of competition. You can play Pick'Em. You can play Fantasy Pools. You can do Survivor. We're doing Survivor. Our Survivor contest is on. Run your pool. Go to play.runyourpool.com/sgpn. That's going to get you in our survivor contest, and it's going to give you a five a chance at a five hundred dollar cash prize plus two hundred fifty dollar gift certificate to our merch store. Head over to play.runyourpool.com/sgpn to hop in our survivor contest. Also brought to you by OzTrader? the best place to compare odds from all the major sports books. Look, you can get different sign-up codes, you can get different promotions. You have pleats uh, key game statistics, player statistics, you have injury reports, you have projected game day weather, you have bet tracker, you have all of these things. Everything you need as a better right there for you at OZTrader. Go to com slash bluewire. OZTrader, the number one site for all of your game day bets. All right, Scott, let's wrap this thing up for the first game of the season. And I don't know. I feel like we gave out a bunch of winners. I really do. My best bet for this game is going to be...
1: Well, I thought you wanted any time touchdown before we get into best bets.
0: Oh, we. I mean, we could do... It could be like, instead of doing a dog, we do any time oh,
1: touchdown. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, sure. All
0: right, so for my best bet, I'm going with... Wait, let me see if I got a number on this. No, I don't. All right, so we're not going to do that. Um... Uh... Give me the rushing the rushing yards. I feel really good about that. Over 35 and a half, I'm looking at. 35 and a half rushing yards. Well, no, I see some 36s. I like it all the way up to about, man, really, i take it probably 38, 39. I like it anywhere from there. I'm going to call it how I see it right here. Over 36 and a half rushing yards for Josh Allen. When he plays well, he rushes. And this is a guy that when you look at the defense for the Rams, I think that they're going to throw different looks at him. He's going to make it do with his legs. He's going to go out. He's going to get out in space. He's going to be a baller like he is. So I'll take Josh Allen over 36 and a half rushing yards. That is my best bet for this game. For my touchdown prop. I'm going back to my guy because I think that he sneaks in the end zone. Give me Isaiah McKenzie at plus 280 to score a touchdown in this game. It just feels like he's the guy nobody's talking about that's going to score. And everybody that has those touchdown parlays is going to be like, what the fuck? Why is it going to this guy? Yes, I like it. Give me Isaiah McKenzie's score touchdown, plus 280. And you know what? Sprinkle on his two-plus touchdowns at 22-1 to one because Isaiah McKenzie might have a day. He just seems like that guy that nobody's paying attention to, but still really good at football is going to go out there and score.
1: Okay, so for me, my favorite prop, I'm quickly trying to see if there's a better price, is going to be death tax to Stafford interception. That's going to be my best bet. I think that Stafford's just going to air it out a bit too much, and I think he's going to get a bit careless. Uh, I mentioned the numbers to end the season last year. Despite winning the Super Bowl, he still definitely proved he's a gunslinger for better or worse, and he still at 17 picks for the entire regular season, not including the playoffs. So right now, the best line I see for Stafford interception is minus 140, but I'm trying to shop around and see if I could find – a better price. I like that, but I do think he's going to throw one. I think there's a couple of ways to cash this. Either he gets careless early on, or the Bills that de- uh, design some coverage that fools him, or the Rams are coming from behind and they have to throw it every play, and he throws a pick. So I found minus one thirty. That'll be my best bet. I'll take Stafford in reception at minus one thirty, and right. uh, for my touchdown. Prop here i'm gonna go back to gabe davis and i'm gonna take him at around i believe it was around 145 or 150 for any time touchdown on gabe davis Mm -hmm. he had six last year not including the playoffs but he had a couple of those at the end of the year and according to reports in camp it seems like Allen has given him complete trust as he should because he had four touchdowns in a playoff game but to go through Gabe Davis's numbers to end the season, including the playoffs, uh, starting with the game against New England, uh, actually, uh, yeah, starting with the game against New England, which was the insane wind game that ended 14-10. Touchdown, touchdown, two touchdowns, 0-0, one touchdown, four touchdowns, which means in the final seven games of the season, Gabriel Davis had... Nine touchdowns, (laughs) nine touchdowns in the final seven games. And you're going to give me a touchdown here at around plus 145. I think that's a very nice plus price play. I'm going to take it. You could also argue it's my dog of the podcast, so to speak. But Gabe Davis, for better or worse, is always going to be a red zone threat for Allen to target. I'll take him at plus 145.
0: Yeah, I thought the touchdowns were much more fun than trying to make a dog or like, hey, maybe we got a profit plus money. Nah, let's do the touchdowns. The touchdowns are fun. All right. Man, this is great. This is amazing. We have football back. I found anything one. I found
1: 150, doing? by the way. So I'll take 150, 150 on
0: Gabe Davis. All right. Anything else for the pot before we get up out of here?
1: Not really. I'm trying to think of anything else to add. I feel like we kind of covered everything. Uh, I hope all of you do not make the million because I want the Millie. So I hope all of you get in second place who are listening to the show. I'm selfish. Uh, besides that, nothing nothing much more to add. It should be a fun time. Looking forward to a good game. And let's make some money.
0: When I'm winning the Millie, I'm going to be super disappointed because I'm going to be sharing with somebody that listens to the podcast that said, you know what, let me put his exact lineup in. And he's going to be a smart man or she. That person is going to be a smart person. Unfortunately, we're going to have to share a million dollars. <laughs> all right. Everyone, make sure you subscribe to the NFL Gambling Podcast. Leave a review if you haven't. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at SGPNNFL. I'm at really Real underscore underscore. He's at Richelle Radio. Make sure you tap into everybody over at the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, NBA, MLB, tennis, WNBA, college football, college basketball. We have it all. Soccer, uh, Ultimate Disc cfl what else is going on we have it if you want it we have it nascar we have it it doesn't matter other than that we're gonna give you your time back i have no idea how to end up in the pod we're just gonna go ahead and finish it up and end it like this we are out of here